decentralized healthcare and biosensing with Winos. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Join Winos Decentralized Healthcare and Biosensing Discussion Series. I'm Alice, the webinar host today. Since we have friends all over the world, so I would like to say good, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to all of you. Welcome. Winos is a biotech company focusing on promoting decentralized healthcare and biosensing. So we would like to offer a platform to connect experts and various players who share the same vision and currently working in the same field through our bi-weekly webinar and discussion. We endeavor to share the latest developments in the field and create a value for you, our business partners, and our clients to create awareness and business opportunities and to accelerate the development of the decentralized healthcare ecosystem. So today we are very excited to have Jason, the overseas business director at iMedTech to be our speaker. He will bring us very interesting, insightful and inspiring sharing on the topic of AIoT helps digital healthcare transforming. Before we start, allow me to have a brief introduction of Jason. Jason has been cultivated in IoT industries for years, which punching him in strong IT knowledge, business development, and cross-integration skills. He is now focusing his work on transforming healthcare through AIoT, artificial Internet of Things, to improve operational efficiency of the healthcare industry and develop a patient-centered integration platform in both centralized and decentralized healthcare ecosystem. Today, he will share the advanced technology from his company, Amatech. Let's welcome Jason. Thank you, Alex. And thank you for all the visitor guests today. Yeah, my name is Jason from Amatech, and I'm responsible for our overseas business. And it's my uh, pleasure to join today's webinar to share uh, our experience, how we use the AIoT technology to help for the hospitals uh, digital transforming. And so um, let me begin for today's introduction. So first of all, at this page, as you can see, uh, we put some logo right here. And the first one is Intel, and the second one HIPAA compliant, and the third one is Microsoft. And I believe you all understand and the HIPAA comply is for the patient's information privacy. And because our company, we do have a lot of experience working for the overseas market. And we understand it's very important. Also, GDPR in Europe. So right now, some of our solution already passed the HIPAA comply. And we are also the member of the Intel IoT Alliance and also with Microsoft. And even though maybe uh, the visitor today not so familiar with the computer field, but basically, we are from the ICT, and we are working with the Intel structure for many years. And we understand recently the Intel and Microsoft they put a lot of resource trying to engage to the digital here's here business. That means that and they found that it's very uh, growing, and also a lot of the new technology can input. So, and since for LA's into for my background. Basically, I'm in the ICD field for more than 20 years. And recently, these 10 years, we are more focusing on the IoT, especially the health care. And my company, I make tech, and it's quite new. And we 
formed in 2016. But actually, most of our key staff, we are also from the ICT field. So we are very familiar for the uh, digital hills and uh, the other uh, intelligence solutions. And I may tell right now, our company is about 100 people in Taiwan and China. And we do have the uh, branch office in Thailand right now. And our capital is 5 million right now. And our stakeholder basically have some big company like the Zhonghua Telecom, which is the biggest one telecom company from Taiwan. And also the, uh, some big EMS company, Inventor New Kimbo. And we help them, the telecom company and the ICT EMS company to go to the digital health field. So for this past six years, and we're starting from some uh, remarkable digital health skill, smart hospital project in Taiwan, like the Yuanling Christian Hospital. It's a central part of Taiwan. And in this single hospital, we deployed more than 1,000 equipment. I mean, the computer, from the outpatient to inpatient, even to the operating room. It's not a big hospital, but this project is using this hospital as a demo site to show how the Taiwan can using the ICT technology at the future hospital. Even it's six years ago, but it's still very uh, remarkable right now. But we do improving a lot. For example, we deployed the, uh, the robot in the hospital to deliver some of the surgical equipment. And we won some of the award and also the associate the international software award. And for this year, we established our Thailand branch office to go to the Southeast Asia business. And for our company, um, basically our strength is uh, we integrate the Taiwan very good IPC, IoT resource. And Taiwan also have very good uh, 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 health care uh, system. So we combine these two uh, experience as a package solution to our worldwide customers. So we believe it will be the differential we compare with the other uh, uh, company, probably some of them only selling the hardware or some of them, they only do the CIS integration, but we do both, so we do both. So um, uh, there are three markets we're focusing on. The first one, of course, we're starting from the small hospital, like the Yuanling Christian Hospital. And the second one is we expand our service to some of the, uh, uh, like the cleaning, like the pharmacy, like the elderly center, because we, we, we combine those experience from the hospital to move to the uh, institution. And the third step, we believe it will go to the patient's home. It will become the B2B2C model. It will go to the individual person. Um, but those are the different business model. Okay, for the first and the second one, basically we are the B2B. Okay, the third one will be B2B2C. And right now we are still more focusing on, on the step one and step two. But the telecom company invites us. That means they are, they are trying to turn our solution to the B2B2C. Okay, so I think there will be the, the future trend for not only our company, but also for the digital healthcare service. And we do serve a lot of the project in Taiwan and from the National Taiwan University Hospital, uh, uh, Xinzhu Biomedical Park, and, and the National Taiwan Hospital is the biggest, uh, the leading hospital in Taiwan. And in this single project, we deployed more than 600 uh, digital paper in the smart world. And recently, we also won 
one project for the small operating room in South, South Taiwan. So this is in Taiwan, and we do also have some project in the, the worldwide currently. So here is a whole over, overview for um, what we talk about the small hospital. And as you know, the hospital is starting from the outpatient to inpatient and to some core part like the ICU, like the OR. So at the very early beginning, we're starting from the outpatient, like the cuning, like the uh, 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 sound signage. Right now it's very popular. And then, then we move to the inpatient, the ward, and for the medication safety, for the patient safety. And as I mentioned, we also switch some of our solution to the a spatial uh, 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 a department, like the hemodialysis or the OR. And eventually it will go to some of the logistics or the uh, uh, administration department. So it will be the whole picture for the small hospital. It's just like what we be done six years, years ago in the Yuanling Christian Hospital. And today I will talk about more for, um, we consolidate for our experience. So from our point of view, we believe in the future. This is six category will be the future trend. And the few years later, these six will be the major topic, how we're gonna to work for the hospital to the digital transforming. And as I mentioned, the first one is a smart operating. And because it's a call for the hospital and, and how we're gonna to use the technology here for the video and the data integration, and also for tele-OR or even the distant education, I think is the first key. The second one is definitely the telehealth because the COVID, everybody is talking about the, the telehealth and not only inside the quarantine ward and the nursing station, but also between the hospital and the hospital, okay? And even like Taiwan, um, basically the, the legislation is not allowed to do the telehealth, but because of COVID, the government also tried to uh, turn the regulation to um, to give some support to um, help the hospital to use this opportunity to, to transform to the telehealth era. And the third one, of course, is the uh, smart work. Yeah, and we use some of the uh, uh, digital paper to replace the traditional handwriting card inside the work. And the patient safety is also very important. How to prevent the fall, how to protect the patient's privacy, not only inside the hospital, but also like the elderly center. And then the medication safety, you know, um, the, the wrong medication, the wrong dose, the wrong person is a never event. Definitely want to prevent happen in the hospital. How we use the ICT technology to do that. And the last one is the dysfunction. Yeah, because of COVID, everybody using the dysfunction can uh, uh, dysfunction every day. And we can use IoT technology to do some data mining to uh, monitor how the population is dysfunction status. I think that's the future trend, uh, what we talk about in the digital healthcare transforming. Okay, so um, let me starting from the outpatient, okay, from the telehealth. Okay, and this picture shows the, uh, the whole picture, uh, what we, uh, 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 what's our definition for the telehealth. And when you see the doctor, you definitely need to collect some of the vital data. And in the Western, 
still have the nurse help them. But the Asia, we will encourage the people use the self-help kiosk to detect for the vital data. So the first one, we have a various kind of the vital kiosk, okay? Uh, the OE1 and with the blood pressure, with the uh, uh, body temperature, SpO2, even the, the weight scale and the high meter, or the desktop one. And the second one will be the home, home pack. For the caregiver, they can bring in to the patient their home to collect the data and upload to the system. And the third one, uh, we use a nursing car. So inside the hospital, it's with the high flexibility, mobility, you can deploy in the different world, move to the uh, switch to different place. And all those systems is connecting with the vital devices, including the blood pressure, body temperature, and, and the, 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 the SpO2. And inside the hospital, we, we also need to collect the continuous vital data, okay? Because the patient already in the ward, so you need to um, not to wake the patient and you need to collect the data. So our system is we have the various kind of the age layer and connecting with different kinds of the vital system, okay? And in a different country, some of them pass FDA, some of them pass the NVSA in um, Brazil. So we need to find the, a different kind of the partner to connect with them, collect the data, send to the platform. And our platform, just like the middleware, can be the uh, uh, follow the standard API, the, the fire standard and HS7 to connect with hospital, the EMR keys. Besides, we also have the telehealth system, okay? So use a video and the audio conference and just like the Zoom. However, it's a private cloud, okay? So you can deploy inside the hospital so you will not have the uh, 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 concern for the hospital, they will have the HIPAA compliant concern. And you have the whole system, so the doctor from the uh, 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 station to the ward or from the hospital to the clinic, you can use it to communicate, okay? So we do receive a lot of these kind of requests more and more because of COVID. So I think, for this kind of telehealth, we are not only inside the hospital, but also we are used at like the community, even the school, it will be more and more popular. Okay, I think that's the first trend we're talking about from the outpatient. And let me move to the, uh, the inpatient, the ward. And as you know, the, um, the, 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 the nurse, they need to highlight the patient's information and their, their status or the caregiver team or some special note, okay, inside the, the, the ward at the bed or at the front door. And however, when the patient moving or move on, the nurse need to replace those information frequently. Just like the case we, we use at the National Taiwan University Hospital, and it's a hemodialysis ward. They have 50 beds and they have three shifts. So every day, the nurse need to change 150 patients' car. Okay, some of them are uh, uh, usually come, some of them they are new. Okay, so the nurse, they will spend a lot of time to update those information. It's totally waste time. So we use a, a digital paper to connect with the EMR. And the advantage for the digital paper is it's very, very low power consumption. It's just like the Amazon Kindle, the e-paper book. So whenever it's not updated data, it's totally uh, 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 not consuming any power, okay? And so 
as you can see, like this picture, it just put on the wall. You don't need to do the power plug. So it will be just place and use and use a Wi-Fi connecting. So basically you can put everywhere at the door or at the wall and just setting this down. And the power inside it, the battery inside it will support this e-paper for a couple of weeks. You don't need to recharge it. When the power is, is, is low, you can just swap the battery just like the mobile phone we used before. So it's very popular. And another thing is we put some of the uh, uh, contact button right here. So the patient still can use it to have some communication with the nursing station. For example, they want to change the IV and the nurse come here, they can scan their MC card at the device. So we will collect all the log file to analysis how the, the, the caregiver to serve for this activity. And another advantage for the device is very low power consumption. As we know, like the uh, Europe and United States, they have a lot of the old building. It's very uh, risky to do the power wiring. So you can use a basic uh, resource, just place it. So um, I, we do also promote it at United States and the Western country a lot. And it's quite popular because it's very convenient place in you. I think the second one we talk about the, 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 the inpatient. The third one is the, the ADC. And as for the medication safety, and we, we, we know that um, the, the, the medication management is a cycle inside the hospital from the outpatient to the, from the warehouse to the outpatient, inpatient, Unidos and even the ORICU or some special work. So the IDC just like the decentralized management concept, just like the, the telehealth is also the decentralized idea to move those uh, uh, the medication to the different ward area. However, we use a, a, a central management system to monitor all the medication uh, uh, consuming status to avoid any uh, 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 in the in the stock put too long or the shortage, okay. And we have the different size of the ADC. The big one, um, the standard can control up to hundred different medication. All of them with a different individual drawer and individual uh, box can be locked and locked. All the desktop type, the two layer drawer or four layer drawer, and we also use the small digital paper and the 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 wall station the warehouse, warehouse area. So all the information will be collected in a single platform. And the single platform will connect with the hospital, their PC system, okay? So no matter where the ADC is, in the different building, as long as it's inside one intranet, all the devices will be collecting the data, okay? And the device is just like the uh, safe box. You, when you log, log in, you need to scan the, the, the authority card okay, to make sure is you are the right person and you're on the duty, okay, so you are authority to unlock, release this drawer in the box. And when you collect those medication, all the system will be have the record, okay, so it to protect the patient and take the right medication for the right person at the right time with the right dose, okay. And I, I think the ADC is just like the decentralized concept, okay, it's a new uh, management uh, uh, idea for the medication managing. The next one is for the patient safety. 
and as we know the 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 patient usually uh after the surgery they are kind of weak if they want to leave the bed is very high risky and also the elderly people at the uh, long-term care center so um you need to put a lot of the, the human resource to take care of that okay however at the night time maybe they only have human resource so how you use iot to monitor those patients to prevent they fall down or when they fall down you can quickly to react but you still keep the privacy okay so um you cannot use a a, a camera definitely because it's is uh not allowed for the patient safety protection and some people use a wearable device but the wearable device is kind of the uh uncomfortable so we use a tof sensor okay it, it's infrared technology so the picture just like the black and gray, okay? And we use our AI algorithm to identify the object. Is it a person? And this person is the age of the bed or already leave the bed or probably fall down. All the status change, we will be along to the nursing station or to the mobile phone. So it will be the first time to notice them can do some action, okay? And still protect their privacy. Okay, I think it's a very new technology, and we are now working at Thailand, also Canada, for some long-term care center. Yeah, so uh, in the in uh, in the future, we we hope it will be a B two B two C model. Okay, we're working with the telecom company, deploy at the 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 patient, even if they go back to the home, can still use it to protect their safety. And next one I want to talk about is the smart operating room. Okay, and People said that uh, during the surgery, just like the, the doctor during the surgery, just like the pilot driving the airplane, because there are a lot of the information around the, 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 the doctor and the pilot and the video and some of the data, and they need to make some important decision. Okay, and also the decision is about the human life. So how we can use IoT technology to help them? And our idea is we collect those video and the data inside the operating room, okay? From the endoscope, from the ultrasound, from the CR, and collect those information with the key system, the EMR system to the, the edge layer, okay? Can be recording in a single fire, and we push to the display. So whenever we collect all the data as a single dashboard, it, it can be recording, it can be uh, streaming output to the distant learning or for the tele-OR, okay? So um, just like this picture shows the dashboard, okay? It's not only for the video source, but also have some like the timeline and all the uh, doctor making the major decision, the system will be making the tag right here, okay? So when you replay it, you will find it and when the main doctor made the decision, what the, the blood pressure is and what's the, the vision status and also what's the patient's vital data is. So it's just like the black box recording what happened inside the operating room, okay? So this solution is helping hospital uh, using the very uh, uh, entry-level uh, resource, but still can um, quickly to recording 
what happened inside the operating. Because usually the operating room, they only have the resource to put one or two to do the highly integration. And we aim to do the middle-sized hospital, okay, for them to have the entry-level solution to quickly to do the digital health transforming. And the last one I want to talk about is the dysfunction, okay? And you can see this picture is the uh, uh, G7 meeting last year and the, the, the Boris Johnson and the Biden. And because everybody during the COVID, we do the hand dysfunction every day, but we think about how to use IoT to heal. So we put the IoT module inside the dysfunction machine. So all the status will be collecting. For example, how many, uh, 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 dispensing being used every day, what's the liquid consuming, what's the power consumption, all the data will be uploaded. So we will have the big data for the urban area, for the uh, uh, spatial area to do the data mining. Okay, so we will understand what's the ratio for the per people coming and do they do all of them do the dispensing? And we want to turn this dispensing from the you purchasing the hardware and the liquid to the subscription service model because we can provide a guarantee to you when you order this service we guarantee you have the liquid and the power on all the time okay so for the end user you don't need to worry about the solutions okay you just have the data and also to uh, uh, provide the service to your customers so i think this is are the solutions we from our point of view um, the this category can help for the futures digital here's transforming and basically our business model just like the platform okay and we integrate those resources and we looking for the worldwide partners to uh, uh provide our solution to the market so um i want to use this page as our is my last page to show our experience and at Six years ago, and when we established this company, and we are working with the Yuanling Christian Hospital, and we put 1,000 devices, but most of them are data connected, okay? Like the medical device or the hardware or the patient's information. We think it's just like the first wave, the first generation. This generation is to do the IoT connected inside the hospital, okay? And right now, and right now we found it, the hospital, they are looking for more. It's not only the data collecting, they are looking for the scenario service, okay? The scenario just like the outpatient, the, the smart OR, the telehealth, or the medication safety. So we, right now, our mission is we turn those data connecting to the uh, 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 scenario model. And of course, the decentralized is very important inside the hospital. For example, like the telehealth or the uh, the medication management, or even the human resource, like the for prevention, how you use those data, use these data turn to the decentralized service model, the scenario. I think this is what we working on right now. And in the future, we believe the AI will be the next generation. Okay, because and uh, we have those data, we have those. Uh, scenario service and we um, uh, we use it to develop the AI algorithm okay just like the the full monitoring and this uh, AI system will definitely collaboration with doctor to provide more 
uh, precise the the here's here or precise cure system. So I think we are right now between the second curve and the third curve. Okay, so the AIoT can definitely can hear from the data collating to the scenario service in the future become the AI and the uh, collaboration here scale model. Okay, so I, I think this very quickly to share our experience and what we've done and also how the AIoT technology here to do for the decentralized service inside the hospital and the health care system. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, so, thank you so much for your sharing. It's very impressive that so much transformation can be done in the healthcare system with the help of AIoT. I believe the technology will benefit patients in more aspects in the future. Yeah, so it's our QA session now. I think our audience must have a lot of questions for Jason. Please do not hesitate to type your question below in our Q&A box. So while everybody's typing, I actually have a question. It is hard to let people accept new technology, not to mention in the hospitals. So how do you persuade your users to try a new system? Or do you have any tips that you can share with us? Okay. So. Uh... To be honest, from our experience, the uh, the the Asia country basically they are willing to try. Basically, they are willing to try, and I think the hospital they have two types. The one type is they are the pioneer. They want to introduce more technology, just like the Yunning Christian Hospital. The reason they want to do it as a demo site because they want to also promote their hospital management consulting service to their customer. So they provide the consulting service from the hospital construction, the doctor training, the nurse training, and of course the ICT system. So I think there's one of the model. Another one is uh, some of the hospitals, they, uh, uh, they, they are more uh, wait and see. But right now we found that just like uh, our case in Thailand, and we also have the demo case will be launched very soon next month. And we will have the, also a webinar, a seminar right here. Okay, we will invite 150 people to join for the new hospital demo site launch inside the uh, at Thailand at Bangkok. So I think in Asia, they probably they, they are more willing to accept more the uh, uh, signage board or the inside the wall. But in the Western country, they are more focusing on the like the medication safety or the patient safety. So, um, and and. and and also COVID, it will it will be a, a accelerator, yeah. Because we need to use IoT to facing the new challenge right now, yeah. So I think that's an experience, and we 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 can feel it's getting more and more, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you for your answer. I do believe that is the trend in the future. Um, uh, here is a uh, question from our audience. It says that. Most governments now focus on cybersecurity. What is your strategy for compiling with the regulations or requirements of cybersecurity in each market or region? Okay, okay, that's a good question. Yeah, I think um, still the Asia and the Western country is kind of different. Yeah, in the just like Taiwan, the the ICT. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry because the ICT resource is very very convenient in Taiwan. So. Um, the hospital usually they do have the IT team 
Okay, so the Taiwan hospital, they developed the, the heat system by their cell. So the reason why we, we, we provide the telehealth system is a hybrid cloud. At Asia, we need to do the private cloud. But in the United States, everybody go the AP and CERNO, they are the B, the e, EMR system. Okay, it's a third party. So the hospital, they are, um, they, they need to open their system to connect it with the, the, the third party EMR and the HIS. However, they need to follow the, the HIPAA and the cyber security protect. So that's the reason we also follow HL7 and the FIRE, that's the standard to define how we're gonna communicate. And also we, we basically our system is deployed at the, like the Amazon, like the uh, Microsoft Azure. So it's also follow the cybersecurity concern, yeah. Okay, thank you. Thank you for your answer. Um, another question is that, uh, what is the most serious difficulty to introduce digital healthcare transforming in hospital? Okay, <laughs> and, and I think this question is, um, depends on the, uh, the hospital, they have the different label. Some of the hospital, they, uh, they don't have this very uh, well-prepared ICT infrastructure. For example, like the Wi-Fi or even the power system. So that's definitely the first challenge to help for the hospital they, to use a digital transforming. And, and also another one is for the software. Some of them, some of the hospital, they don't have the uh, so mature the EMR system. Okay, they are separating, uh, they, the systems are not connecting. So from, from us, we need to help them, okay, to connect with your system one after another. The pegs, the DICON, this is the challenge. And some of the challenging is just very simple. The Wi-Fi is lousy. <laughs> so all the devices you put in the hospital, but it's, it's not able to connect. So this is the, 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 the challenge we are, we, are, we are usually facing. But, but I, we think it's getting better and better right now. And also the telecom company, they realize it's a trend. So they also put the resource to here because there's also the business opportunity right there. Yes. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you for your answer. Yeah, difficulties always happen in, uh, during our daily work, work life. Okay, um, here's our another question. Uh, it says, Thank you. Uh, thanks for sharing. I believe what you develop are absolutely helpful for healthcare ecosystem. As you mentioned, there are different stages. Now your cases are using in centralized healthcare. Do you think about how you can help in decentralized healthcare? Like Candy Project, that kind of concept should be a great aspect of how AIoT helps in digital healthcare transforming into decentralized healthcare. Could you take more examples that you have ever thought? Yes, yes. Uh, it's a very interesting uh, topic. Uh, just like the handy. Basically, it's a very uh, popular product as you every day we can see, okay? Uh, no matter you go to the convenience store, you go to the office, you need to do the dispension, but how we make sure everybody complete this procedure. Okay, the first step right now, we are uh, putting the IoT device inside it. Okay, so we can control it, we can collect the data, and we are also thinking about and to put the uh, facial recognition or even the car reader right there. For example, like hospital, 
you go to the, the clinic, how you make sure the doctor, the nurse, or even the patient is complete. So we are thinking about really our, some of the customers from the United States, they're telling us for this kind of the uh, idea. Okay, you, you need to ask the doctor to scan their card first and the system will be dispensing. You finish the complete this dispensing, then the door will be open. All the things will be connecting. So you will make sure you will be uh, 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 complete this procedure. And when you put this system in, in the uh, different clinic, in the different ward, or the different, uh, even the corner at the hospital, you will definitely collect all the different data from the decentralized envi the, the environment. Okay, so you will, you will have the big data to do the, to do the uh, 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 managing. Okay, so somehow you will find some of the area, the people are getting it wrong, but the, the, the differential rate, the differential number is not so, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's a little bit different with the population. So you will definitely find there's something wrong. Okay, I think there's a very good example to use the, the handy, the dispensation equipment for the decentralized service. Yes. Yeah, actually, I, I'm I'm really impressed by the handy project. I think that would be really useful for our um, you know, after COVID, COVID pandemic. Here comes our uh, last question. It says, regarding the smart hospital, could you elaborate about how the workflow of it in the future? How would you extend this smart hospital service to patients who is at home? Okay, um, as I mentioned that uh the uh, our, uh, the third step, our business model will be the B2B2C, okay? So there are three major things we think you will need to bring to the home. The first one is the vital detection, okay? For the outpatient, for the telehealth, and, and so um, our system, we also can deploy in the tablet, okay? Right now, even it's a caregiver to bring to the home, but in the future, probably we can use a different a uh, uh, service model with the telecom company, okay, just like the Healthcare Cloud, okay, the telecom company they can provide this service to the patient at home and to give them uh, equipment so they can get the vital data collecting and connecting with the doctor all the time. I think the third, first one, the second one is the medication management, because more and more elderly people, and even for me right now, I need to take several pills every day. <laughs> In the morning and also before sleep, somehow I will get forgot about that. Yeah, so not even the more than my parents. Okay, so it, it really happened. It's really happened. You will you will forgot you take the pill or you take the double time. So we do see some of the IoT, the the small box they put bring into home and they can connecting. That's good, but they didn't turn to the service model. Okay, so the key is a business model, service model. Okay, the third one is patient safety. Okay, just like the fall prevention, if you have the parents, you are not living together, somehow you will be worried how's your parents' status. But you say, hey, I want to put a camera right there. I don't think your parents will be happy about that. So, moreover, when the people fall down, you are maybe you are in a different country. What can you do? What can you do? Okay, so we are talking with the, the, the security service provider. Maybe they can provide any 
uh, 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 abnormal situation. They can go to your home to knock the door to wake wake your parents up, and they charge by the each service. Okay, so that's all the different service model in the future. And I think there are three key: the 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 vital, the heals, the medication safety, and the patient safety. It's very important for the patients at home. Yeah. Yeah, really. Uh, it is really important to uh, balance between uh, privacy, security, and also the, our service to provide with the patients. Yeah, so I think that is almost everything we have for. Uh, oh, here, here's our last question. Sorry, I, I gotta take three more minutes. Um, so our last question is: Thank you for an outstanding presentation. Do you think digital health at the patient's home will catch on in Asia? If so, what do you think the next popular application or device will be? Okay, um, as I just uh, uh, explained, um, we saw this kind of the patient service at home. We're starting from the Western country, but not really, not really. For example, like the Malaysia, like the uh, Thailand, they are also facing the the age population problem. Okay, all the Malaysia, they are very a lot of people have the high blood sugar issue, okay? So we found that this kind of service is, is more acceptable in the Asia country, okay? So um, we are starting from Thailand. We, we also aim at Malaysia, Vietnam, and uh, Singapore, Indonesia, Indonesia. Yeah, and those country people, are, uh, the GDP is getting higher and the hospital resource is getting much, much better, just like Thailand. The hospital group at Thailand, they are the, 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 the listing company, okay? They can go to the stock market, okay? So people can purchase in the stock, not like, like, like Taiwan. So they are, they are treating the, the, the hospital management just like the business. So we think those um, patient service at home will also getting fast uh, growing at the Asia market, yeah. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much for uh, all your answers to our question. And I think that's almost everything we have today uh, in our Q&A box. And thank you again so much for your sharing and your presentation. And thank you all for our audience to participating in our webinar today. And today's webinar we will, be, uh, will be posted on YouTube, Spotify, and podcast. Welcome to join our uh, online platform. And don't forget to fill out our questionnaire after the webinar. Your opinion is very important to us. Yeah, thank you again. Thank you all for coming today.